Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show here on this Thursday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. A great selection of pre-owned inventory. And whether you're buying the pre-owned, whether you're going the new car route, either way, you have a terrific sales staff that is not just there for the sale. They're there for you to make sure you make the right choice. And you have a service department that is also there for your vehicle with the diagnostics, with the inspections, with the routine maintenance. It's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All part of Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Got another busy show coming up today. Mark Wogenrich, SI.com, back with us at 4.06 today with his take on Big Ten Media Days in general. Lots to talk about with Kevin Warren's comments on Tuesday. We've gotten into some of that throughout the course of the week. All of Penn State-related comments yesterday. We heard from James Franklin. We heard from Sean Clifford, P.J. Mustafer, and uh, Jair Brown. So we'll get here from Mark Wogenrich today at 406 from si.com and the king is here with us today to do headlines of the week instead of tomorrow we're going to do it today to end the show so looking forward to that and as we kind of break down more of what's been coming out of big 10 media days as it's now complete another report from dennis dodd has come about as far as this increased talk now of expanding the college football playoff to 16 teams. It seems like the interest is growing. We saw a couple reports yesterday of Ohio State's AD saying that interest and steam was picking up to expand the playoff to 16 teams. Well, now you've got Dennis Dodd also on that too. And one of the participants at the gathering told CBS Sports, this is from Dennis Dodd's report today, we didn't solve anything, but we had a really good meeting. Came out of that meeting pretty optimistic, then five days later, boom, I don't know what kind of effect we had on it, and that boom, of course, was dated back to the leak of uh, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. And even 
the Big Ten commissioner himself, Kevin, Kevin Warren, who mentioned during his press conference on Tuesday that he is open to CFP expansion. He told CBS, quote, I do want to look at 16. I want to look at all of them. I want to look at everything but four. Now, if you remember from last year's proposal, yeah, a 12-team playoff that would have included the six highest-ranked conference champions plus six at-large bids. Kevin Warren did vote against that because he wanted a guaranteed spot for the Big Ten champion. Which I kind of get. I think if you're going to, in that route, when it was the six highest-ranked conference champions, I, the Power Five should have all get automatic bids plus one other conference cha- and then just make them the rest at-large bids. I, so I, I get his beef on that. Sort of. But I like the 12 teams, and Steve and I have been consistent in saying we're good with 10, 12, and we even both said yesterday we'd be okay with 16. For me, 16 is about as far as I would go, and I and I think Steve would probably tell you the same thing. I won't put words in his mouth, but I think he would tell you the same thing. It's just interesting now that this steam is picking up quickly after this was basically a stalemate until, of course... The bombshells began of this college football conference realignment with what happened with Texas and OU last summer, and of course with everything going on now in the Big Ten. I just find it interesting that this is picking up steam now. That all of a sudden we're good now with 16 teams. It's it's just amazing what a couple of these big moves does to kick everybody in the rear to do something that would make and has made so much sense for college football and would end so many more headaches to expand from four to insert double digit amount here, 10 to 16. I just, I, I just find that interesting that it's, it's come to this point. And even I know we've talked about this before with Steve, that it's it's still fine to expand it to this point as the conference realignment continues. I, I'm just still curious, though, what what happens from here if you have the mega-conferences of approaching 20, such as the what the SEC and the Big Ten might do. Of course, Dennis Stop reported yesterday, along with Brett McMurphy of Action Network, that... Big Ten is talking with many other Pac-12 schools, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Action Network even said Miami and Florida State and a couple others. So, you know, Kevin Warren said it's going to be strategic, but that's the way it is. You're you're depressed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. when I got just a glimmer of hope last night and talking about Yankees Mets last night. Uh, Labor Torres had no shot. I mean, well, it looked that way until I, I thought they had no shot. The minute I saw the, the pitching matchup, you knew that yesterday. But then Labor Torres hits the two run shot. And before that, I was even thinking to myself, if they can just keep this at a two nothing game, get Scherzer out of the game, and get to the get to the bullpen, they might be able to do some. Lo and behold, well, they, they tied the game, of, but then they couldn't do anything else after that. They didn't get Scherzer out of the game. I mean, Scherzer was at 99 pitches, so they took him out. So they didn't run him. They no. couldn't touch him. Okay? Your guy, your big gun guy, 
was bad. Yeah, Judge had a very Judd, bad night last night. Right. I mean, well, I mean, and looked bad. Yeah. Doing it. Um, the Mets didn't even pitch their closer last night. Diaz did not pitch because he needed a day off, so they gave him a day off. That's you know Buck Showalter managing the season. Uh, meanwhile, the Mets pitched Shearer. They weren't afraid to pitch a big gun. Your your big gun, you know, just stood in the dugout and watched. Nothing like it. I hope Garrett Cole admired watching the craftsmanship of Scherzer. Scherzer could not admire the craftsmanship of Cole. He didn't go. Your guy could have gone last night. You do know that. Yeah, I I don't know why. He didn't go. Oh, I don't know. Give me a... Give me an O, give me a W, give me an A, give me an R, give me a D. What does that spell? <laughs> Coward. Yeah. Well, I would just say, give me an S, no, give me a no, T, no, give no. me a U, give me a P, give me an I, and give me a D. But, but um... But now, I mean, now let's let's you know take the facetious stuff and put it aside for a moment, okay? And if you put the facetious side, you know, all the, the clowning around stuff for a moment aside, the Mets were a good team. Um, they probably, I mean, they picked up a bat from the Pirates. They did that. They probably do need another bat in there. And it never hurts to get one more pitcher. Um, they're a pesky team, uh, and they are a very well managed team. I think Buck's a hell of a manager. I really, I've always thought that, and he, I think Buck makes a difference for the Mets uh, when I when I look at what he does. Uh, and you know, when they get Degrom back. He'll have that one-two playoff punch that is so important to have. The Yankees uh, made, I think, a great move in getting Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. You will lose power with Benintendi at the plate, although he is a left-handed hitter, so he can use the porch. But you'll lose some power with Benintendi. But he will get more hits. He's a really good base runner. He's a very good defensive player. He has performed in the biggest spots. I mean, he's got a World Series ring. He is also a reason why the, he was, the team he was on, he was one of the reasons why they won the World Series. In the clutch, he's the guy that made the great catch in the outfield against Houston to end that series that year. So in other words, he's had big moments. Uh, he came cheap. The Yankees didn't give up much to get him. Nope. And he's exactly I mean, ben, the kind of guy I wanted. I wanted a contact hitter type guy, and that's exactly what Ben Attendee's been. So I don't need he, another power guy. This is exactly what the Yankees needed. Now, you'll give him some power. I wouldn't doubt that Ben Attendee, oh, yeah. between, now, between now and the end of the season, I could see him hitting five to eight home runs. But bottom line is, uh, the number one stat for me when it comes to Ben Attendee this year, seven two four OPS. That's what right. I want. That's what the Yankees need in that lineup right now. And here's the other stat that comes up: the guys had playoff success. Yeah, that too. And he's yep. been on, he's been on teams that have won a group of series. Okay, so 
He's the one guy in there that's got a ring. Um, and that helps. Uh, you can DH Stanton now, which is his natural position anyway. You just have to understand that when that the fourth inning's over, you just you know, you might as well not even bother anymore. Because um, you want to keep Hicks in the lineup somewhere. So they make that deal that's big. But because the Yankees have to come up with something that's a little different here. They have not had a good month of July. Home runs are great. They're great. And it's great to have a team that has home run power. Rizzo, Torres, Donaldson, Stanton, Judge, right? But you can't have 52% of your run production be home runs. You can't. If that's your formula of winning, you got a problem. Because guess what happens in the postseason? You're facing Max Scherzer. You're facing DeGrom. You're facing the better pitchers. That's what makes the playoffs so tough. You're playing other really good teams that have, by the way, good rotations. The Yankees will not get Soto. Neither will the Mets. The Yankees, my guess is, will pick up another relief pitcher between now and the deadline. Let's see if they go after Bednar from Pittsburgh because they had to replace King. We'll see because then we heard from, what was it, Buster Only yesterday that said that the Pirates aren't really engaged in much talks with him right now? <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. What, for Bednar? Yes. What? What's today's date? It's the it's the twenty eighth, so I get it. And and the deadline is when it's the second, so he's still got some time. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if there's any talks now. It'll, before the weekend's out, he won't be a pirate. Ooh, bad news for the suit. Jeez, you see this one hundred wealthiest lose six hundred twenty two billion. Ooh, bad day for the suit. Um. At least he claims he's one of the 100 wealthiest. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul Yeah. Um. So that's where that is. Now we have, uh, what, Mark Wogenrich today? We do, and the king today. Very good. When's Mark on? Uh, 406 today. Good. Uh, Pac-12 Media Day <laughs> is today. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. And let's start with this premise. It's only my gut feeling. It's just a gut feeling that this will be the last time they hold Pac-12 media days in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. We'll take a break. 
Come back with more in a moment. You are so close to the ledge right now. It's, I feel awful about this. Yankees need to get back on track against KC this weekend, especially when I'm there on Saturday. I think I think they're going to lose two out of three. It's just a meme. Yeah. It's not going well. Well, it's actually four game series. They start tonight. Oh, well, oh, could be worse. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I, you know, for your, just remember some of the old timers are better than some of your current players. No, not good. Oh, maybe. Joey Gallo, you put in that mix, but other than that... Joey yeah. Gallo won't be a Yankee this weekend. Yeah, good. He's, he, he's either being dealt or DFA'd. And he might be DFA'd. Good. I believe that's what my, that's my understanding. My understanding, he's going to get DFA'd. So... That's designated for assignment which means you're no longer with the club. (laughs) That's their way of saying you're fired. (laughs) Although, if it's a hot day, you'd you'd like to have Gallup play. You can get a little breeze out there. Either way, we'll get the breeze, so it doesn't matter. Why, judges? That's right, judges hitting. (laughs) No, I meant we'll get the breeze either from him hitting a home run or striking out five times. Either way, we're good. (laughs) He ain't going to get a home run, I can tell you that. Yeah. How many has he got this? Does he even have 10? I don't know, actually. I mean, he's he's hit two lately. Let's see. Joey Gallo. Stats. Gallo this year has hit 12 home runs. Yeah. Oh, very impressive production, though. He's hit 12 home runs and driven in 24. That's it? That's all he's hit? That's all he's driven is 24 runs with 12 home runs? Yikes. And like 150-some strikeouts? 103. Okay. Seems like 150. He's hitting 161. His career average with the Yankees is 160. With 25 home runs and only 46 runs knocked in. That is such a low number. It's ridiculous. Last year, between the Rangers and the Yankees, he struck out 213 times. (laughs) And that's not the only time he's had 200 strikeouts. In 18, he struck out 207. In 2017, he struck out 196 times. Good Lord. He's a career 201 hitter. And you dealt for this guy? You traded for him? Luckily, if I remember correctly, they didn't give up a whole lot in return. How could you? He's getting $10.28 million to do this. Oh, God, he's not a free agent until 23. Yikes. Whatever, just DFA him. I don't care. Well, of course, we know how you feel. You hate anybody who doesn't meet your standard, you hate. If he does play and he does strike out, I intend to fully boo him on Saturday. This is what you're teaching your children? (laughs) They're not going to be with me. Who cares? This guy made the All-Star game twice? I know. That's shocking. 
All-Star game twice? He had, the year he made the All-Star team, he hit 199. What the hell's going on with this game? <laughs> Who's coming up with this stuff? He hit 199 and made the All-Star game? How can you hit 199 and be in the All-Star game? Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Be- Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Oh, wait, man. You know, now I see why he made the All Star team. Was he an alternate when, both when, times? When, when he hit 199? Yeah. No, he had 213 strikeouts, but he had 99 hits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Doesn't, ex- doesn't exactly give you that Joe DiMaggio feeling. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's going to come a point where we're going to get to the stuff I really want to talk about. But we're not quite there yet. And, of course, you know what I really enjoy and love talking about. I love talking about the games. Like, you know, you get to Saturday. Jack and I talk about the games. Get to basketball. Dick Girardi and I talk about the games. That's what it's all about. It's interesting, though. Dick and I were talking today. And because I was trying to, I set up my travel uh, so I could do the Rutgers football game while doing the Charles. No, I'll do four games. The way it's set up, I'll do four games in four days. I'll do Furman at Charleston on Thursday, either Virginia Tech or Old Dominion at Charleston on Friday, Rutgers football on Saturday in New Jersey, then back to Charleston for whatever the game is on Sunday, right? So I was talking to him about, yeah, you know, what do I think is realistic to get in and out uh, of Charleston to make sure I'm there for the Rutgers game on Saturday and then back on Sunday? Because <laughs> Dick's like, you better get back Sunday. <laughs> I said, yeah. Well, I got a 6.59 flight back that gets back to Charleston at 9.13, so that's as of today. Right. And I said, you know, I had to go 
stick with the you know best case scenario that you know which time wise is your worst case scenario Penn State wins the opener over Furman which means they get the later time and they'll tip at 2:30 right so i've got to work my travel in terms of getting out of Charleston to go to New Jersey up to Newark um with that in mind right uh and he says, yeah, he says, you know, he says, I know, you know, and he said, Steve, I know Furman won 22 games last year. I said, yeah, I've done a lot of prep work on them, you know, because I've prepped everybody. I mean, every, I've got the entire men's and women, the entire football and men's basketball schedule. I've already prepped every game. Yes, that means I do know what the schedule is. Okay. Um, so I've prepped every game. And Furman obviously won 22, and they got you know a couple of guys back. But Dick made a great point. We're at a point now where there's so much movement in college sports. Do we really know who's good? I mean, I'm talking preseason, like who actually is really good. I feel like in in football and college football and college basketball overall we're you know you've got a sort of a feel for it but you're guessing more than ever because you don't know how some of these moves or the people you love how it's going to pan out you don't know dick said he says he says i don't know he says i don't know if they're any good or if they're bad because he and i usually have a pretty good feel on who's pretty good who's not the whole thing and the two of us like you know what I don't know. You won't know until people actually start playing. I mean, there's certain things that are you know, that you got a good feel on that are absolutes. Joey Gallo can't hit. All right. So other than that, that's one of the absolutes in life, right there. No good. No good. No good. You're so bitter today. So bitter. See those two beautiful children. Why is daddy so grumpy? Always. Ooh, it's like that's that that might as well play back touchdown shiggle. I mean, it's the same. (laughs) Um, the so. George Klyovkov is the so I was how much I want to talk about games. We're still in that transition stage before we can really because camp doesn't start till Monday. You know, and we'll go from there. But there's still a lot to talk about on the quote other topics, and of course the other topics are money. So I want to get it just very quickly. Do this in a Cliff Notes way for everybody. With where things stand with the media rights deal. And this is, again, Scott Docterman, who for years covered Iowa, and Scott's been on our show before. He now writes for The Athletic. He has done not just a good job, he's done an exemplary job of covering this issue, the TV part of it. So, Mark Silverman, uh, I don't know if you know Mark at all. 
But Mark is, uh, I really like Mark. And you know what I like about Mark? He's very direct. Doesn't mess around, doesn't play around. Means what he says, says what he means. So he talked to Scott Docterman. And, and Mark has led BTN, by the way, since 2006. He now runs the Fox part of it. And Fox owns 61% of BTN, by the way. Mark Silverman said, quote, I would be surprised if the TV negotiations go to Labor Day. So as Commissioner Kevin Warren said earlier this week, he expects the announcement on the TV part sooner rather than later. So Mark Silverman said, I would be surprised if it goes to Labor Day. Next, streaming is going to happen, guys. There's just no getting around it. Okay. Streaming is, is going to happen, one way or another. I mean, Fox already has its part. CBS, NBC, ESPN, ABC, and Amazon have all made their presentations. I think some there's going to be some streaming somewhere, some way. That's streaming. And don't just assume it's Amazon. I mean, for all we know, ESPN gets a piece and some of it's on ESPN+. Plus. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Or NBC gets it and they throw something on Peacock. Don't know. Okay? But streaming is going to be somewhere. And here's the Silverman quote. I think we have to be really smart with how we look at these deals. Television is in transition. Most people still get their TV through cable and broadcast TV. See, that's the part you can't forget. Most people still get their TV through cable and broadcast. Mark's right about that. Then his next sentence is also correct. There's a growing number, though, that get it through streaming. Let's give you ESPN+. Plus. They put out their numbers the other day. They're up to 22 million subscribers. That's very impressive. Now let's go back to Peacock. I just read an article yesterday that Peacock has seen, after flatlining for a while, now they're seeing a decrease. So some good, some bad. But that tells me that streaming is going to be somewhere. Now, whether it's a streaming only, but there's going to be one of the package will will be streaming. goes back to the commissioners, 5 to 105 how people consume media. Mark Silverman, we got to be smart about how we do this. I think Kevin and the conference need to really be vocal as proponents as to what the comfort level is with these different platforms. Again, there's going to be one streaming package. That tells you it. I think we'll kind of come up with what we believe is the best answer from a platform standpoint, a financial standpoint, and a fan standpoint. You've got to take all these into consideration. And again, Silverman is one of those guys, in my talking with him, in my dealings with him, he says what he means, he means what he says. He's a very straightforward guy. As for the timetable, and I talked about this back in May, about the Memorial Day weekend deadline. I I brought it up on the show. When I heard reports of Memorial Day and I heard reports of media days that last week, I never thought those were possible, Silverman said. We've done deals before, 
We know they may feel close, but just because they feel close is a lot of money. And guess what? Every network you deal with has their own chain of command. You have a head CEO. You have a board of directors. There are a lot of approvals that have to happen to make this happen. And also, when you're in the summertime, people are on vacation. People are traveling. Things take more time because it's in the summer. So I thought that was interesting. Now for the Rutgers story. (laughs) You'll love this. All right. The numbers on Rutgers and why they are where they are. (laughs) Rutgers, to stay competitive, borrowed $38 million from the Big Ten. All told with everything, Rutgers is $48 million in the red to the conference. $48 million in the red. That's why they won't get a full, they'll finally get out of it, thus they'll get a full share instead of having deductions in 2027. Amazing, isn't it? This is my surprise face. Yeah, but that's not the worst part. (laughs) Okay? Now, the Athletic did a great job through open records, requests, and tax statements. Okay? So Rutgers owed, as of 2020, $48 million to the conference, including a $38 million loan. You know what Maryland owed? Pick a number. I'll go 50 mil. 120.5 million. <laughs> wow. Now remember, Maryland also had the 50 million buyout to get out of the ACC. So Rutgers, when they became a full member in 2020, they were 120.5 million in debt. So now they've started to make up some of that ground because they're a full member, okay? And keep in mind, UCLA's coming in at $102.6 million in debt. Again, I go back to, and I've talked about this before, you know, all the stories about uh, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal, you know, and then they mentioned Miami and Florida State. But you can get too big, and you can do it too fast. We've seen a lot of businesses over the years expand all over the place, right? And and they're they're good brands, good brands. Macy's is a good brand. How many how many stores are they closing? Okay, Friendly's ice cream, Friendly's restaurants, good restaurant, good brand. Right, New England based, expanded all over the place. File Chapter Eleven. You've got to be able to be smart when you expand. You can't just get into this mindset, oh, it's 2022, and we're younger and smarter than everybody, and you've got to get, get it while the getting's good. And just slow down, all right? Okay? You only take brands that will get everybody a bigger number. That's common sense logic. That's common sense business. 
There's only one chip left in the game that can do that. That's Notre Dame. When you read Dennis Dodd's article, the Pac-12, if they keep all four of them, according to Dennis's industry sources, and Dennis has great industry sources, each Pac-12 school or Pac-10 school would get between twenty-one and thirty million dollars. That's I'm quoting from the article. That's less than what they get now. Well, if they're that great a, a brand and a great great of a pickup, and they stay together, why are they going to get less? That tells you why you don't go after them if you're the Big Ten right now, because. They're going to get you less per school. They're going to take up seats at the table. They're not going to increase the number. Notre Dame can increase the number. Then you can add somebody to go with them. You know, maybe you maybe you do go to twenty. But if you you got to get you've got to get the biggest chip in the game, and that's Notre Dame. If you can't, then I think then it goes to management. The management of you got to manage. If you go to twenty, you got to manage twenty. And it's not just managing football and men's basketball and women's basketball. That's not, okay? You could manage that. That's three sports. How do you manage the other 20? That's why I talked about in the show, what, a week, 10 days ago, about block scheduling. And this was Joe's idea, and that's where I got it from. I did three interviews with Joe in his old rec hall office. That's how far back this goes in 1981. He had three interviews with him um, locally and also were used on mutual radio about the All Sports Eastern Conference. That's why I know as much about it as I do because I, I sat there and he did the interviews and we talked. And I remember one of his ideas was to save money to block schedule. He said, Steve, I'd like to take the men's soccer team, the field hockey team, you know, the cross-country team, the volleyball team, and bust them all to Rutgers for a weekend, and they can all compete there and then come back, and we can save money doing it. You notice I didn't say women's soccer. The women's soccer program did not exist in 1981. That's why I didn't include them. You can do that with this with planes. If you wanted to block schedule with USC and UCLA, you can send the men's soccer team, the women's soccer team, the golf team, cross-country team, and the women's volleyball team, and fly them all out to the coast. Where they're going to play two matches each against USC and UCLA over, a, I don't know, three-day span, whatever, where you need a plane and you need a hotel. Now you can save some money doing that. If you block schedule, you know, in the in the in the spring, you send baseball and softball out together. Maybe include the track and field team, whatever. Block schedule, a plane, a hotel, and that's how you could potentially have some savings along the way. And then same thing, those teams when they come here, make sure when they come here, hey, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a three-day weekend for UCLA pick teams. They're going to play Michigan State and Michigan. It's going to be a three-day weekend for USC. They're going to come to Penn State, Ohio State. I think block scheduling is a way to save money. 
instead of, hey, one, 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 you know, and I think that's something to consider. All right. Take a break. I decided to go this route because I thought it was the least depressing topic for Matt. He's really struggling emotionally right now. Yeah, th- that was a tough one last night. It hurts. The only, you know what? The only part I listened to, because I did the Spikes game at Williamsport last night, the only part I heard was the bottom of the ninth thing. I got in the car and Howie, I was listening to Howie Rose on the Mets network. And he did. By the way, he did a great. What a great call how he made last night. It really was the whole thing. How he set it up, you know. The infield, the infield hit. You know, it was. That's the only part I listened to. It was just really well done by him. Another and Starling Marte who did a. By the way, a rehab assignment with the spikes. Didn't pay for the post game meal, but that's okay. That's a different story. Got a big hit. Did your guy get a big hit last night? I know. God, what's a lot of money, though? All right, isn't he supposed to come through in these games? F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Falda! But I thought I'd talk about the Pac-12 stuff. Like, their situation is more depressing than yours. Even though well, right now given. they're getting... No, no, they're getting closer by the minute. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Aero News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, okay.